Hey there, this is Reggie, and I'm recording from unceded Wurundjeri territory belonging to the peoples of the Kulin Nation. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. I want to take a moment's notice to talk about how no matter who you are, white, Asian, or any other race, that we are all immigrants to this land and we must pay our utmost respect to the people who once inhabited these lands and were forcibly removed off it. I want to acknowledge that the countless deaths that have happened under colonization and how bad this has turned out for all of us. I would also like to acknowledge that Braided is a part of the Artful Dodgers Studios, a community space on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nation. We support the ongoing commitment towards those stories being seen and told. You can hear me? She's frozen. Is she frozen? Every time I just hit record and just say. We'll start from the start. Hello, is this thing on? Here and there, really. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound alright? Um, certified baddie. <laughs> it's never done. There is the last brush stroke, but there's always an imaginary extra brush stroke that you want to put on. Hello, I'm your host, Matisse. And I'm your host, Agum. So we're at the end of season two of Braided. How are you feeling? Um, how am I feeling? I feel so happy and so proud of us. I am overjoyed. Um, yay, it's the last episode. I'm really so very proud of us and where we got to uh, from all the things that have been happening in the last months, the pandemic, and being able to continue with this and coming up with something so amazing so beautiful like these episodes is so so encouraging and really nice but i want to know too how are you doing are you feeling about this i'm feeling like elated i'm so happy and proud to be a part of this project and hearing everyone and seeing everyone on zoom <sighs> i'm i'm very excited and i actually i wouldn't even say i'm sad that it's over because i know we're gonna keep going We've got a bunch of stuff to get to today, so let's kick it off with an update from Reggie. It's all about body positivity. Love that. I want to hear, I need some positivity. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hey, it's Reggie's update. So it's the 22nd of July, 2020. It is 3.22pm. And I want to talk about body positivity. For a while, when I was younger, I used to be ashamed of my body and how I looked and how big I was. And it didn't help that a lot of the queer community, especially the queer gay men, can be quite shallow. I felt for a while that I needed a change. And, you know, with dieting, with exercise, nothing could really fit in with my schedule or my lifestyle. 
and for a while even, my mum would often criticise me for my weight. But I know that's what Asian mums do. <laughs> I think the biggest turning point in my life was when I pretty much stopped giving a fuck about what people thought of me. I stopped caring what people thought of who I was, of how I looked, and focused more on myself. Focused on how beautiful my body is, and that rose my confidence. I eventually started going to nude beaches, to nude gay nights, and as much as, you know, a lot of the queer community can be quite toxic, I still felt that I was able to be myself, regardless of what anyone else thought. I think it's important to acknowledge that body positivity doesn't always come to everyone, and even now I speak to some of my friends and they talk about how ugly they look or whatnot, and I just think to myself, love yourself, because that's important. The hardest thing is people often criticise you for what you eat but they don't acknowledge that not everyone has the same you know, dietary goals as most people. Like I remember seeing one of my queer friends eat a salad for lunch and that filled him up. But not me. A salad would not do anything to help me feel full. I would crave for more protein, for more carbs, until I felt full. I also want to advocate for other people who may be big, are plus size, or maybe on the other end of the spectrum. I have met cute guys who have always thought that they were too skinny to be happy, and that's not fair on anyone especially not them. I think the best thing we can do as a society is to normalise body positivity so that no one has to feel isolated for being who they are. This is Reggie's update. It is 22nd of July 2020. It is 3.26pm. I think, I think I need that some of the tips i think that's such an important conversation mm, it hits it, it hits a spot for me definitely i feel like everything reggie says kind of hits a spot for me <clears throat> i'm gonna tell you a little story so last summer it was so hot that day so i decided to just go to the beach now mind you i bought this nice African printed dashiki print bikini. They're quite revealing, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. But then I'm just like, I actually want to wear this. I, I thought that, like, I bought, I bought the set way before summertime, and I thought I was going to freaking lose weight and possibly have my belly shrink back in, less stretch mark, less cellulite, and then I'll wear it. I'll put cocoa butter all over me, and. <laughs> And then I will walk proudly at the beach sometime in, in in summer. That's that was my plan. And then the summer came and I was still same old Ogum. What's this same old bullshit? Same old as in the the same person. Mind you, I'm okay with 
my size i just like to tone and maybe get rid of some of the extra skin that is <laughs> hanging out after, after four pregnancies four oh my gosh that's so it four pregnancies <gasps> with a set of twins included so guess what uh, one day I was like, I'm like, I, I'm not going to go. I cannot wait for the next summer to wear this bikini top. I am going to go and buy mm -hmm. some cocoa butter and then I will go to the beach and then I'm going to wear this outfit and I will walk like I do not care. So I did that. I grabbed my son and grabbed my uh, bikini set and then I, I went there and I, I got to Brighton Beach. You know, they have this little little huts mm -hmm. and then i went behind them then i smeared all the oil all over me <laughs> and then i came out there oh something felt so good about that i was so proud yes, and i'm telling bitch. you i was walking there with those dimples on my ass and i was like i was like yes, yes stretch marks everywhere yes i love them and Yes, and I, one and of the and I, I could hear okay. on, the, like, on the side of my eyes. People were like staring at me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you get the chocolate. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting in the sea. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I was so proud of myself, and I, I, I just felt so confident. Mm. Like, you know, you know, mm. I, I felt myself that day, and I, I think empowering. ever since that time, I, I kind of became really confident with myself. This week we had our final story meeting. It was bittersweet, but mostly sweet, as we reflected on what these past months have meant to us. We started off as we always do, by checking in about how we are all doing, especially now that our episodes are out in the world. Hey everybody! Hi, Hi. Hello! Hi. Okay, I'm going to start with Reggie first. Because yeah. me and Reggie live in the same area. We were at the same park. Reggie was with their very bougie camera. Wait, so you two saw each other in the real world? Yeah. Yes. Oh yes. my God. I was with oh. my partner who was taking photos and I saw Reggie and their two friends and they were also taking photos. And yeah. so obviously a joke was made. I was like, oh, look at them, Joe, you should join them. Ha, ha, ha. And then I keep walking <laughs> and I turn around and it's Reggie and it's in the most obscene spot. And there's Reggie. And then when we walk down, we see them again on like the big oval and then Reggie takes a photo of me and Joe because it was our anniversary and takes a cute gay photo of, of us and sends it to me. And it's so adorable. I'm gonna move on to Georgia now. Jan, sorry. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm good. Uh, I think I my name was Jan because um, on the Zoom thing, because I had a family thing. And then um, we do this thing that we, where we, um, when someone says Jen, it kind of sounds like Jan, and my sister's name is Jen. Mm -hmm. so, um, so, like, my siblings and I are like, who's Jan? And then I just made myself Jan, and yeah. It was very funny seeing Jan next to your face. <laughs> Look at that. 
Is my how am I? Yeah. How are you? I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Keep it yeah. short. Keep it sweet. <laughs> if you get too in detail, we'll be here all day. Yeah. Kim. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi. How are you coming off the high of your episode being released? How are you feeling? It was a really sexy episode, by the way. Thank you. I listened to it with Joe. I loved it. Yeah, no, it's been good, especially like sharing it with mostly like my friends and seeing how they respond. Because I think it is a little bit hard to explain to people who don't know that I've been working on this, like what grade it is. Yeah. Um, So that's been like maybe (laughs) a little bit, not challenging, but it's just like a little bit more work to say it. So yeah, I'm still kind of interested in incense and yesterday was making some incense holders. So I think I'm going to experiment with that. Moving on to Elijah. Yeah, I'm going all right so far. Not worrying much. Good. Watching TV is Mm. pretty much everything. Yeah. Anything to keep the time going. To keep the time going. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Danny, please enlighten us. Your episode is out today. How are you feeling? Uh... I was feeling fine up until about last night because um, the last few days I've been trying to, um, I've had what would be a normal sleep schedule, like going to bed relatively early and waking up, waking up really early, trying to get photos for the uh, social media posts because um, earlier last week I, I went out to um, get some photos from down the creek and all that and then uh, I wanted to get some from dawn because that's generally when I would be walking and so a couple nights ago I got up really early but I took so long to repair that by the time that I was ready to go it was already just fully bright so it wouldn't have worked then yesterday morning I ended up leaving too early and so I had to kind of like sit around outside the creek uh, path waiting for the sun to come up <laughs> but yeah it's been a lot of a uh, panicking waiting for the podcast to come out because the last I don't know a couple weeks I've been listening to my part at least once a day to make sure that it's all good and then I listened to it this morning and I found five mistakes that I could not touch anymore and so much more that I could do but I guess I can always use those ideas for future projects they're like my hands are destroyed right now (laughs) please give them a break give your mind a break do not listen to it again for another whole week. <laughs> um, Agum, are you with us? Are you here? Yes, I'm here. How are you, Queen? Girl, I have worst hay fever I could ever, ever mm. experience right now. Mm, uh, so windy outside. It's spring and it's my worst season. And so, yeah, kind of, I'm a little slow today. Mm. As you can hear, I'm a little blocked <laughs> mm. yeah my mom suffers with really bad hay fever as well every spring uh, it's like hell hate it and and when i take medication i get so drowsy and i can't do anything all day did you so only like, get it here in melbourne uh it's worse i believe uh in western australia but i haven't basically lived in other cities to know which one mm. is better and mm. so far, Melbourne is okay with me because uh, my mom 
when she yeah. came from the UK, she never had any hay fever when she was in the UK. And then as soon as she moved to here, Melbourne, Australia, she said it became so bad. I probably should consider moving. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Let's just leave. Now, I, I love this place too much. I have everybody mm. here. Yes. We also talked about uh, Rose and Thorn's moments from this season. Matisse, can you give us a refresher on what this is? I love Rose and Thorn, also known as Peak and Pit. There's actually heaps of names for this game, but essentially you speak about your rose, which can be a positive, and your thorn, which can be Let's not say negative, let's say mm. challenge. A little bit more challenging. Okay. I would like to hear everybody's rose and thorn from the whole season. I'm going to ask Georgia first. What was your rose? Hi, uh, my rose, I think just the community atmosphere this season, just sort of like we're all working through this together um, and that's just like been really amazing. Thorn. That's a tough one. Um, because there isn't any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think the only like sort of challenge was because I started off the season with like one idea of what I was going to do and I was like so set on that idea and I was making all these plans and then because of COVID and that like everything kind of had to change and I think everything's worked out fine I think it was just um yeah I think there's just been a lot of external things around the pandemic which has made things a bit more difficult so mm. I blame the pandemic <laughs> for <all laughs> I thought <laughs> yeah um throw it to somebody else Georgia all right uh Reggie what was your rose my rose was um, coming together in, in terms of a community. Um, you know, coronavirus makes it very hard to connect with people socially. So being able to come around and see other people, like-minded people working on the same thing was really good. Um, the thorn is probably the part where I don't, like, I miss the fact that I can't see people face to face. And, you know, I wish that we were able to just come together for, you know, the launch and have like a proper, like, you know, talk about things while we do the um, the, the, the show broadcast. I think I really miss that a lot. Like, I, re I think the one thing I miss is canapes, but. Canapes? <laughs> canapes. And, there like, were gonna launches. be canapes? Yes, there were gonna be canapes. And like, Girl. I wish, I wish we could have canapes while watching the show. <laughs> I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck COVID, bro. Give me yeah. my canapes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throw it to somebody else, Reggie. I'll throw it to Kim. Oh, yeah. I think to build on what you both said about community, I think in, for me in particular, like the roses were just these like little moments that you can't plan for where we're like, 
I don't know that we're just all vibing and I think that's really nice. Um, whether it's like laughing at something funny that's happened or getting excited about an idea, like it's awesome to see like each one of you express yourself in your own way because this safe space has been created so that like those moments are really nice. And I think I appreciate those the most. Um, and then in terms of the thorn, probably just having to write a transcript and like <laughs> transcribe the tape. That was just the one thing I didn't want to do. And it, I should have just done it because it took, um, it really delayed, I think the delivery of my final piece, but I learned the hard way. So I won't be making that mistake next time. Um, throw it to somebody else, Kim. Elijah, what was your rose and thorn? Well, I've uh, learned pretty much everything over the last few months, getting to know you all, and what I miss the most is seeing you all face to face during this COVID lockdown. I've learned more and more about this podcast. Hopefully, the restrictions will lift. And then we'll all be able to see each other and give each other hugs and kisses. Yep, definitely I miss that the most. Oh, so cute. So yeah, that's all I have to say. Throw the, the rose and thorn to somebody else. Um, throwing it to Danny. So yeah, um, I would say for the project, my rose would definitely be that one moment everyone has had where they figure out, okay, I know what I'm doing. Like, we'd come to one of these uh, group meetings and there was always, like, for every couple of weeks maybe, there would be someone that would come in really excited about what they're going to do because they finally figured out, like, that, that moment where it clicks. And it's just really, it was really nice to hear that. And then, of course, once it's all come together, just hearing everyone's individual pieces, on the other side of that would be my thorn, which is, to me personally... The opposite of, of that where um just so many times I would throw out my idea and start again and I would be excited for it until I try to put together and then I would throw it out again until I finally had something at the end where I was able to recycle some old ideas into something coherent enough. Throw it to somebody else. I haven't heard much from Joel so what's your rose and thorn? <laughs> I think I'm just sort of going to piggyback on a little bit of what you said, Danny, because I think for me the, the, the most pleasing thing is watching you guys sort of overcome those obstacles. So when you kind of like run into a problem and then, and then you sort of find your way through it and come out the other end. And, and that's just really lovely to watch actually. Um, and the kind of the fact that you've been able to do it together in this kind of community where you're all supporting each other has been really lovely to watch. And I think it's a, sort of a marked difference from the season last year where we were kind of operating in silos a little bit. This, this season has been really nice to have you all in it together and supporting each other and sort of in some ways, you know, we take a, a little bit of a backseat and, and you guys are sort of assisting each other through that process and, and watching that's been really, really lovely, I think. And then I suppose the shitty thing is, is that despite the fact that maybe it is these circumstances that have enabled us to develop a community in this fashion, it is true that I really do miss the, the physicality of being able to be in the same room. This kind of community in, in the physical space as well. It'd be really nice to do that, you know, in future seasons. Okay, Michelle, you're done. I'm going to go Thorn first because I feel like that was 
very much the beginning for me was that I felt like this project was going to be very impossible to do. Mm. I was really concerned and I was like, I think that we should just push the project to next year. And um, I feel really overwhelmed because I had a bunch of personal stuff going on in my life. And like, I obviously care about, you know, I didn't, I didn't know besides Georgia, like many of you that well, obviously, and, and Agum, but um, I was like, I'll keep in touch with those folks, but like, let's do podcast stuff later on in the year once this is resolved. And I just- Resolved as in COVID? Resolved? <laughs> yeah, I mean, different times, right? But yeah. I, I had this conversation with Angeliki and she was like, not nah, like everybody needs this right now. Yeah. You and we absolutely are doing the podcast. So get on board with this. I think from the start, it just felt like there was less pressure to make a season like season one, which was really- hard in a lot of ways because we were siloed and I think with this season there's just such been such a good opportunity to like cross-pollinate on ideas and thinking so I guess as we head into the rose section of what I'm saying yeah it's what everybody else is saying the community aspect and like you know becoming closer with all of you has been really life-changing for me as well so thank you I feel really grateful really really grateful throw it to Agum please Co-host Agum, please tell us your rose and thorn. Hey Agum, yeah, tell hey. us. <laughs> hey. Um, well, mine is kind of similar to Michelle's. I think at the very beginning, I was like, "How are we gonna do this with the lockdown?" Um, and for me, I was, I was really keen that I, I can do hosting again. And I, I don't know if you guys remember, I was going to do a an episode myself but it became very overwhelming so I, yeah um i didn't know that it was going to be possible to actually do a hosting as well but i think hearing the final work makes me really happy and and i'm just like well um it turned out to be really great and i and everybody was able to do this um together I think that was my rose. It's just at the beginning, it was not really good, but um, after all, uh, it it is really nice. And I think the thorn is being able to to do recording in the house with two of my children. Uh, mm-hmm. That was really difficult for me. I, I found that a, was a bit of a challenge because I had to like basically run even though like I sound like I was you know all fine behind there I was hiding from them <laughs> and, um, hide and seek yeah I was like don't yeah I'm not in here just stay out there so yeah I think I'm um, I think that's all beautiful thank you Akum. am I allowed to do one okay cool my rose would be just the fact that you were all here, just the fact that like the community aspect for my mental health, (laughs) you guys have been a savior to be able to come here once a week, twice a week and just sit and talk and have something to do, like have something to work towards. Um, I never thought it would be such a tangible thing. I always thought, you know, we were just, I was just doing the workshops just going to try and learn, do it when I can, when my mental health allowed me. 
and it became this amazing project that I'm so proud to be a part of. My thorn would definitely be not being able to do it all in person because of COVID-19. That's what I would have loved the most was to be able to see you guys. But on the other side of that is being able to be with each other virtually is a blessing in itself. Does anybody have any other like key moments in the journey that sticks out to you? That's just like, wow. Actually, I just thought of a couple small moments. One is, it is more of a group moment, which was when um, we had that first table meeting at the studio and not everyone quite knew each other, but we were all trying to share ideas. But, and the fact that, um, of course, not everyone that was there ended up sticking around, but most of us did, which is really interesting. Because normally you have like these um, like workshops and things like that, and there's a lot of people the first time, but then barely anyone the next time, and like by the time that you're done, there's barely anyone left. But yeah, pretty much everyone that was there is still part of the group in some way or another. And then a um, a more personal one was was um, when we had a Wednesday or Friday meeting, and it was when uh, we were going to show my episode for the first time. Like, of course, I I was really nervous, but I had been up and about for a while because the power had gone out, and I just found a nice rock to recline on and just listen and there was something about like listening to the episode being about the creek and just sitting by the creek and then hearing everyone's really nice feedback it really meant a lot just kind of being in the moment in the location and everything Here we are almost at the end. We've been working on this podcast since summer, autumn, winter, and now we're on the verge of spring. How's your hay fever? Well, I can tell you right now, I'm high on Claritine. <laughs> That's just Good. magic. I'm not trying to advertise Claritine because you, you guys didn't pay me no shit, but it, it's actually good. I feel a lot better. <laughs> We've got a final Reggie's update. It's a recent one from just last week. Okay, let's let Reggie have the last word of the season. It is the 12th of August, 2020. It is 3.01pm. One day, I'd like to see my piano be an extension of my soul and my emotional state. It's like the music when you run across the field of autumn leaves or the jubilations of jumping off the pier into the cool water by the summer breeze. I feel my emotions deeply, and I think music 
helps shape those emotions into sound and then I can replicate that on my piano and hear those memories again. I started piano lessons again and I look forward to learning about it with a different approach through improvisation and feeling the notes instead of trying to do what the paper tells me to do. I can taste music but those tastes interpret my mind into memories of bygone days. As I was touching the black keys on the piano, I knew what sound I wanted to make. By pressing the note ascending, I was trying to invoke happier times. But when I was descending those notes, I was contemplating. I was feeling the reflective nature of my mind at ease after each note. I'll know soon where this journey of the soul will guide me. It is 3.03pm, 12th of August 2020. Well, that's season three of Braided. But you can go back and listen to the whole season anytime on your podcast feed. I personally recommend Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Braided is a production of Atful Dodgers Studios. This season is produced by Elijah Augustine, Reggie Chang, Kim Handley, Danny Hilia, Matisse Leda, Agum Maluach. Georgia Wilmot and Mary, the one and only. Plus, mentored and produced by Michelle Macklem, Joel Supple, Louise Terry, Jay Kranz, with help from Bethany Atkinson Quinton. We are forever grateful to Her Highness, the royalty herself, the Queen, Angeliki Androsopoulos, for believing in Braided and making this possible. Music in this episode by Jesse Sullivan and the Desolates. That's Danny's band. Braided is supported by the JSS, Gansel Philanthropy and the City of Yarra. Let's talk. We are on IG at artful underscore dodges. On Twitter at Braided Pot. And for more about the podcast, visit braidedpodcast.com. Is that it? Say bye. Mm. Say bye bye. Bye. I love you all so much. (laughs) Everyone listening, I love you. All I can say is thank you for listening. It's been a really therapeutic, uh, what do you call it? Journey. Journey. That's the right word. So look at us finishing each other's sentences now. We're not going to call you bitches today because <laughs> we value your listening ears. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ciao, Bella. It means no worries. <laughs>